Welcome to Real Talk with Ryman Reason, a space where we're going to explore the relationships that we have with ourselves, our significant others, and the rest of the world around us. I'm your host, Lauren, and together we'll dive into and dissect the stories and narratives we've internalized our entire lives and what it means to fully step into ourselves. And as the mantra around here goes, the apology stops here. Welcome back to another episode of Real Talk with Ryman Reason. I'm your host, Lauren, and today's guest is my husband. We're going to go over communication styles, what they are, how they result, and we're even going to dissect and break down one of our own arguments to kind of show how we've gotten over some of these hurdles in our own marriage. So without further ado, let the real talk begin. Hello, hello. Why, hello. <laughs> Long time no see. Yeah. We're always so awkward at the introduction part. I just said everything in general. Yeah, that's okay. Okay, so today's episode, we're kind of piggybacking off of one of the other episodes where we talk about communication, why it's important. And today we're going to break down the... There's not just four, but these are the four main communication styles. We're going to break those down, give examples. Um, So I guess that's where we can get started. Let's go. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. It sounded a lot like our son just then, and it was a little scary for me, but yeah. Okay. Let's go. (laughs) Exactly. Um, one of, I guess, okay, so let's back it up about 10 years ago for us. We, I would say kind of learned, um, for myself, I learned a really big lesson in communicating. It's one of those things where it's super simple, but when it, when you realize it or when you learn it, it feels like such a game changer. And we see this time and time again with people around us, whether it's friends, family, whatever. We just like to sit back and kind of watch how they communicate. And one of the things that we always talk about is we wish that we could help others communicate better. Yeah, no, 100%. And I always think when you say I learned it 10 years ago, I probably learned it last year. I'm a little bit slow on some of these things, <laughs> but I'm a little behind the curve. But but no, absolutely, because you can look at, at people and, and it doesn't matter whether it's another couple or whether it's friends or whether it's our kids communicating to each other or to us. And, and you can see almost all of the problems in an instant just by looking at how two people talk to each other and how they talk past each other a lot Yes, of yeah, and that's something that we talk about a lot is, is seeing people talk past one another. And here's the thing. You might be sitting there and you're like, well, I, I don't have a partner that's great at communication. Like, okay, once you understand how people communicate and how you communicate, it becomes so clear, so clear. So one of the... Um, one of the books that we have read in the past um, is from the Gottman Institute. Um, yep. It was the Seven Principles, I believe. Yep. And in it, um, it talks a lot about communication. And that book helped 
you understand a lot where I think I learned a lot through um, trial and error experience. Yeah. I think you're more intuitive. You can you can mess something up and learn something from it. Um, <laughs> I think sometimes I mess it up and then go, well, let me try again. Uh, but maybe that's hard-headed instead of learning. You try again doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So what, in, insanity, repeating the same thing right, over and over right. and expecting a different result? Yeah, that's yeah. me. Okay. So there are four main styles. That doesn't mean that there's only four, but these are kind of like the foundation, like the four main ones when it comes to communication styles. We have passive, we have aggressive, then you have passive aggressive and assertive. So the first one I want to go over is passive and passive communicators are conflict avoidant. Me. Yes. A hundred percent. Never met a conflict. I didn't want to run from. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then we have aggressive, which is, um, blaming, intimidating, attacking and, Aggressive, aggressive can be tricky because there's actually a lot of like leaders who use aggressive communication styles. And we tend to look at that as leadership, but it's actually, it can be damaging in the long run. So there's a, a fine line within aggressive communication styles on like too much versus just mm. enough, maybe. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> or maybe not. Yeah. And then we have passive aggressive. And this type of communication is going to be more gossipy or someone that does the silent treatment. Um, they often look passive, but they aren't actually. So I'm sure like when I say that, you can probably think of someone where you're like, mm, mm-hmm, I know who we're talking about. So, and then lastly is assertive and assertive is like your, your healthy one. This is where you want to be. This is the middle of the ground. Um, and it's being, being able to be direct, but with care. Um, and this is where we want to land. So for, it's funny cause you're more passive. I'm more assertive, but you, let's see, I'm a pretty direct person, but that I think that always pushed you away. Yeah, I think especially being passive, being more of a conflict avoidant person, assertiveness can get mistaken for aggressiveness um, on my end when mm -hmm. it's incoming. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's sometimes hard to to figure out where the where the difference is because it assertiveness can feel very aggressive coming at, at me. <laughs> For someone who's passive, yes, I'm not beating around the bush and I'm not sweeping it under the rug. So it feels scary. Yeah. And, and I think, and this goes into something that we can talk more about as well, but I think it, it's situational too. Like I can have moments where you and I are really in a good and healthy place in our, our relationship and our communication. And you can say something to me and I'm like, Oh yeah, you're, you're being assertive. Like you're just telling me what you need and I'm not owning, like it's not an attack on me. It's just you saying what you need. There can be other times where you could say the exact same thing, but maybe you and I are not in that same headspace mm -hmm. or place. And it feels like a attack against me as a human being. And I am a terrible person and I'm <laughs> completely wrong. And I maybe don't view you as being assertive and maybe I view you as being more aggressive. And it's the yeah. same thing. And I think that probably goes for all of these different types. 
depending on who you are and how you're communicating and where you are in that moment in time, those things can feel very different. Very much so. Very much so. And I think for healthy communicators, this is the thing. You need to know how you communicate, but you also need to understand how your significant other communicates because then you know how to lead, but you also know how to receive what they're saying, right? So when you're in a better place, you can receive my assertiveness. When you're not, you tend to shut down. And I can see it and I can understand it because I know your how you communicate and sometimes you can't handle the directness. So then I have to go in and kind of soften it up. Yeah. And, and, and like that's okay because we're learning. Well, and, and I mean, I think you just hit on something great because that's the whole key to communication, right? It's not communicating if, if only one person's talking and it's not being understood. I mean, communication requires a person listening to get what the person, you know, is saying. Mm-hmm. And, and so if you're just saying this is my communication style and, you know, everybody else be damned, then, you know, are you really communicating? There's a lot of people like that. Are you monologuing and, you know, (laughs) hoping for the best? That would be talking at someone. And a lot of people, we, we like to, when we're looking at people and how they communicate, we often say they're talking at or they're talking past. And talking at is, right, your style be damned. Hear what I have to say, and if you don't get it, that's on you. Talking past is like, that person isn't even there. You you have no clue what that person is even talking about, but you're you're taking your point, and it's not, it's not an attack. It just, you're missing the point. Yeah. It's kind of like word vomiting on somebody and just moving. Yes. Like, yeah. Like you're, a dumping You're not run picking almost. up what they're laying down, yet you're still word vomiting everywhere. So, okay. So that kind of goes into when you have these styles and these types, and here's the thing, like most of us have a primary and a secondary. So you are passive, but then you can also be assertive. So when, if you hear something and you're like, well, this is how this person communicates, or this is how I communicate and you don't like it, fear not. You don't have, like, this isn't, you're not stuck in this style forever. This is just what you've learned, what you know, what you're operating from. And once you learn more, you can operate from a different place. Yeah. And so I guess a question on that, can you have different communication styles based on the different relationships that you have in your life? Because I feel like I have a different communication style with you than I do when I'm in work mode, let's say, and I'm at work versus when I'm communicating with our kids, which is probably more of an aggressive <laughs> communication style uh, than I care to be willing to admit. But, you know, I, mean, I, I feel like I bounce around between different ones depending on the, re- the different relationships that I'm, that I'm in, even in a, in a given day. I love that you asked that because we've created safety within our relationship so we can be assertive with one another and know what the intention is. Um, now you can have a family member, you can have a friend that triggers you and your communication style will completely get hijacked into something else because you're operating from a past experience, a past knowledge. Um, it's almost like a like a small trauma maybe where 
you, your body remembers how you were heard or what you had to do. So then, yes, you can absolutely have different types within different relationships. Be communication style fluid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now I kind of want to go into how it's more of the passive, the aggressive, and the passive aggressive. If you or your other tends to communicate this way, this is kind of what it leads to, which is what I was um, talking about a second ago with the Gottman. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk about the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And they say that within, they can watch a couple and within so long they can decide if they're on the path of divorce or reconciliation, you know, is it going to be healthy or not based on these four horsemen, which are criticism, contempt, defensiveness, and stonewalling. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) It's fantastic. (laughs) Thank you for that. (laughs) Sound effects come free. (laughs) Yeah. Great. Okay. So with criticism, this one I think we all know um, is being very critical of your partner. And they talk about one way to think about it is are you complaining or are you criticizing? So let's use doing laundry right? A complaint would be, it makes me angry or frustrated when you don't do the laundry versus criticism, which sounds more like you never do the laundry. You never think about me because you never do the laundry. Yeah, that, well, that's what, that's how it makes us feel. But if you, if you can't understand where that feelings come from, then it never gets communicated to the other partner. Okay. So then we have contempt and contempt is a sense of superiority over the other partner with contempt comes sarcasm cynicism name calling mocking you name it um so that one's a really really unhealthy outcome and then you have defensive defensiveness, which is a way of blaming your partner, right? It's not me, it's you. And then we have stonewalling where, um, one partner tunes out or disengages with the other. So, um, so when you tend to communicate in a certain way, those can become the outcomes and with those outcomes lead to resentment, which then fuels the way that you communicate. So it's just kind of this like big cycle. No, I think that makes complete sense. So you, you mentioned stonewalling and, and I want to ask the question because, um, I know for me and probably for a lot of other guys, there's a lot of times in conversations, especially when, things start to get more, I would say, emotional or or whatever that looks like, where our bodies start to shut down almost and and we can't hear um, and think and do anything. It's almost like a complete like fight, flight or freeze. It's like you freeze in that moment. Is that stonewalling or is that something that's that's different? So is, is freezing 
the same thing as stonewalling. Okay. So I just want to make sure that I'm getting this right. You're asking if freezing or shutting down is the same as stonewalling. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I think that shutting down can be a type of stonewalling, but I think stonewalling, it can be active or right. It can be conscious or subconscious. So you can actively choose to not speak to your partner, like silent treatment. I'm like, I'm just not going to give you the time of day. Getting up and leaving the room, something like that. Correct. Subconsciously, you could shut down, which then also disengages, you know, from from the conversation. It's a less bad. I mean, not to say that it's good. You don't want to do that. Men, (laughs) if you're listening, don't do that. You've had lots of practice. Don't be me. Um, but yeah, no, shutting down has to do more with, um, being flooded with like that's internally. And, um, I think an active stonewaller is going to be more out of spite. I'm doing this so that, you know, I don't have to say anything. So, and then what about for like everybody listening, including myself, and like you, you mentioned the four horsemen and yeah, I can sit back and I can look in our relationship and see, you know, moments where I feel like we've fallen in all of those. I mean, I think everyone gets defensive at some point and yeah, absolutely. You know, there's, there's that, that, you know, complaint, um, side of things that I think just invariably raise your head. It kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, different times, different, you know, experiences. Does that mean that we're going to end up in a divorce just because we have a couple of those or. Mm, okay. So please say no, (laughs) no. Um, I think a lot of people get scared of arguments, right? Um, and this is where it took, it took, like I internally knew this, but I think it took you a really long time to understand that there was safety here between us and like, oh, this is not a bad thing. So whenever we, so we started changing the verbiage of having an argument to having a passionate discussion. One, to make it lighter, funny, haha. But also, if you really think about it, you can use an argument as a weapon or you can use an argument as a tool. When I think you have a lot of a lot of people that similar to me were raised in an environment where you know, no argument is a good argument. And so nothing positive can come out of arguing mm. or, or anything like that. And so it, it's almost a mental reframing you as well. You never got to see something good come out of an argument. Right. So you, yeah, you never made those connections. Yeah. So a, a passionate discussion is just that. It's a discussion where we're talking yes. and, and it might have raised voices on, you know, one or both sides and, and something else, but it's, it's a discussion, not, not an argument. It's a distinction without difference maybe, but, but it means a lot like internally in my head, at least like it it speaks differently to me. I mean, to me, when you have an argument or a passionate discussion, um, it's really fighting to understand. Okay. Let me back up. So I think a lot of people operate from an argument is I need you to understand where I'm coming from. Where when we have an argument, we are fighting to understand the other person and also have our needs met. Yeah. Um, 
there's a guy, his name's Therapy Jeff. He's great. You should look him up. But he says, um, he says something and it's so brilliant. He says, we uh, judge ourselves on our intention in a conversation and we judge the other on their reaction, right? So we go into an argument and our intention is to, or okay, we're not even going into an argument. We're going to talk. I need to tell you something. And my intention is to tell you my needs. This need isn't being met. So I'm going to say X, Y, Z. Well, if you are not in a great place and you get defensive, I therefore judge you off of your reaction of being defensive. And then I'm going to think, how dare you? Now, now that I know you and I understand you, I can say he's not in a place where he can operate from a place of the assertive. So I need to back up and I need to express my needs in a way that you can understand. And then when you talk it through, you create safety. And at the end of it, it's like every time it's so funny because you're like, it's like you don't believe it. But every time you're like, I feel closer. And I'm like, well, yeah, we just worked through something. <laughs> That's not been my experience in the past at working through things. Yeah. Closer. So, yeah. yeah. But I, I like what you just said in that quote. And it's interesting because you ran it kind of in one direction. But I almost think about if you ran it the other way and went kind of backwards, because I think about when, when I go see my therapist or like, I'm talking about stuff a lot of times I'm like, but that wasn't, you know, I'm explaining a conversation that we had a passionate discussion that we had. And I'm like, but that wasn't what I meant. Like I didn't mean it. And, mm-hmm. and it's exactly that thing. Like I'm judging myself off of my intentions, mm-hmm. which are unknown to you. Mm-hmm. Like you can't know it cause you can only know my actions and my words. I'm not a mind reader. And you know, you should be, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, if I can step back and sometimes I can do this and most of the times I can't. Um, but if I can step back and go, okay, I didn't communicate that well. She's not a mind reader. She can't know my intentions. Then I can judge myself based off of what I actually said. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. well, shit, I kind of screwed that one up. You know, yeah, like, that's... maybe I should go apologize. That might be a good play here. Maybe, you know? maybe. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, one thing is we... <laughs> it doesn't always come out the most lovingly but it gets the point across in our passionate discussions is you will say something and then you try so you'll say something i react to it or i respond to it then i say the dreaded no 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 and then and then you try to explain and i'm like okay but that's not what you said and you're like but that's what i meant and then i say but that's not what you said and it took us a while to get there, but now you in the moment can go, you're right. That's not what I said. Let me back up. Let me, let me say it how I meant it. Yeah. And then it's like, that takes kind of like all of like the sting out of it. Yeah. And, and it still might take, you know, two, three, four tries to get it right. Yeah. And sometimes it still doesn't come out right. Um, I think that goes back to being a passive communicator. I think I struggle sometimes with my words and trying to figure out and say what I feel and mean. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, uh, I'm sure we'll talk more in the future, kind of the 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 idea of the man box or whatever else. But it's like, especially yeah. when you start touching on emotions that weren't um, allowed, you know, they kind of nurtured. growing up and, mm-hmm. and stuff. And so I'm like, I'm feeling out things and I'm like, 
I don't know how I feel right now. Let me throw this one out. Oh, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> that wasn't it. Uh, let me try this one. Oh, she still says you, no. You just start throwing, throwing shit, shit at the wall. At the wall, seeing what sticks. I'm like, okay, let, <laughs> let's slow your roll and let's be more intentional about it. Um, no, I'm, it, I'm learning. It's like a, you are learning. It's like our daughter on her bike with the training wheels. I'm just trying you my are. best. And I'm proud well, of Well, not my best, it. but I'm trying. Yeah. Awareness. So I want to back up like 10 years ago when I had a huge shift in my communication style. Um, me being the assertive, I can easily express how I feel, what I need, but it would come out in you make me feel X, Y, Z. When I learned to do this one thing, it helped so much. When I learned to stop saying you, and I started saying I, I feel X, Y, Z when this happens. It, um, I saw a huge shift because anytime I started with you, you would automatically shut down. Like you couldn't hear anything. Defenses go up right away. Yes, exactly. So when I started with I statements, you're like, okay, this is about you. It's not about me, right? You feel this way when this happens. So then I can hear it because it doesn't feel like a personal attack. So that was one of the things that really changed our communication about 10 years ago. Um, for me anyway. So that's, if that's something that you aren't doing to those that are listening, try it because it, it helps and it makes it feel. For the receiving party, it almost feels safer. I mean, you, you oh, hit on that yeah. before, but it's not, it's not a character defect in me when, you know, when you say you make me feel this way, it's like, well, shit, I, you know, I can't change that. Like I'm me, but when it, it becomes, for I me, feel this way, then. For me, it took a lot of the resentment out of it because then it wasn't about you, right? It's about how I feel and I'm being able to express how I feel when something happens. Then I don't have to resent you because it's not you making me feel that way. It may be your actions or how I receive something. um, Then that's something that I can own. Yeah. And and it become, I mean, we have conversations now. We had one last night where um, I don't remember the exacts of it, but it's like, I feel this way, but I think that it's from past traumas or past triggers or past situations that make me feel this way. And so it's not necessarily my action or intent in that moment that is what's causing that, but it's bringing to the surface this underlying feeling from the past. But if you say that and you make me feel this way, well, there's no room in that. That's, you know, I've made you feel that way. But when you say like, I feel this way, and it's because this action that you did brings up these past Ex- memories experiences, or experiences yeah. and it brings up those feelings, then then that's a very different conversation, conversation to have. Yeah. Then, okay, let's talk through that and why that does. Why, why does that bring that up? So I want to break this down because this was, this was a passionate discussion we had just last night. And um, so when you come home from work... Um, This would happen a lot in the past. You would come home from work and um, you immediately, you know, change and you come to me and you're like, okay, I want to go do this or I need to go do this. And I would, in that moment, I would get defensive because I'm like, 
are you serious? Like you just got home and you're already going to do things. Well, yesterday I said, I know that when you come home, you feel like your day is just starting, but I've been waiting because I've, I've done my stuff during the day. I've worked and, and I have these things and it's like, we need to check in with one another before we then go and do other things. And at first, I think at first you got a little defensive, um, but when we were able to break it down into in the past, when you would do this, it made me feel very unseen. Um, and like my day wasn't important or you didn't want to check in with me. And, um, I've been with the kids, like maybe I need a break. Um, and then, so then I think you were able to get it a lot easier and say, Oh, like I can see that. Like, let me slow my roll. Um, let's talk about it and then we can go on and do what we need to do. A hundred percent. So my question to you guys listening is, do you know your communication styles? Do you know your significant others communication styles? If you don't, I, I'm going to challenge you to try and figure it out. Just kind of like watch your conversations and see how things flow, what comes up, what actions, is there, is there criticism? Is there stonewalling? Try and kind of feel it out and see what's happening. And then once you've done that, ask yourself, okay, how could this have gone differently? How could I have shown up differently, right? We always want to tell our partner how they can show up differently, but they're not going to be able to until you do it, right? Because they're not aware. Like you have to show up and do your part so then they feel safe to show up and do theirs. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it was helpful. Um, I enjoyed getting to sit here and talk with you. (laughs) The feeling is mutual. Thanks. Um, so yeah, I know we will definitely be doing some more podcast, um, episodes together in the future. And if there's anything that you want us to dive into deeper or talk about, if you have any ideas, um, send me a message. I would, I would love to know what you want to hear about. Um, we are pretty open and we will go there and talk about it and share what we've learned. Cause that, I mean, that's, that's what all of this is about is sharing what we've learned. Um, trying to create what we wish we would have had, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. So, yeah. and just a, a reminder as well, I think we've, we've done a pretty good job kind of explaining that as we go, but if any of this ever sounds like we've got it all figured out and we're doing it perfectly and stuff. Oh, we don't. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's like you said last night, you know, I started to go into defensiveness and I can, I can rally from that, but that doesn't happen every time. And, and so yeah. don't, don't sit here and, and, and take away from this, like, man, my relationship is never going to be like this or whatever Mm-mm. else. Because if you could see us, you know, five or six years ago or, or two or three years ago or last night, even maybe, yeah. I don't know, you'd be like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, no, like I that. mean, we put these into practice daily and yeah. that doesn't mean that we're great at it. We fail, but I think the difference is, is we show up and we try yep. anyway. Yep. Right. Like if we go to bed mad, so be it. Let's wake up and let's talk about it tomorrow. Yep. 
So yeah, you, you can go to bed mad at each other you and can. survive. Yes, you and can. It might be better than trying to only go to bed when you're happy. I don't yeah. know. Maybe that's an episode for another time. Another time, another day. <laughs> um, thank you again for taking this time to spend with us. Um, I greatly appreciate you. And until next time, see ya. Thank you.